0: The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. Yes, and Francis Martel wrote this article about the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, um, and she's joining us live. Good morning, Francis. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for uh, joining us on such short notice. But I, I think this article is so important. Um, can you tell us what uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine told the South China Post uh, last week? Because this is so predictable. Like anybody who pays attention like you do would know that you could have predicted this. Tell us what what happened.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, thank you so much for having me on on short notice as well. I'm excited to be here. Um, Yeah, so he gave an interview to the South China Morning Post, which is Hong Kong's biggest newspaper, and he essentially said that he welcomed any help by China to reconstruct Ukraine after the war. Um, As we know, China has this uh, Belt and Road Initiative, which is a giant global infrastructure plan where they take poor countries and they offer these predatory loans so that they can build infrastructure, and when the countries don't have the money to pay back the loan, the Chinese government just seizes the property that they built. So China already has this huge infrastructure plan designed for countries like Ukraine. Um, So Zelensky is welcoming that into Ukraine when the war is over. It's particularly interesting because China has been, you know, China's clearly a close ally of Russia's. the foreign ministry has been very tight-lipped about the war in Ukraine. They don't want to ruin any financial opportunities with Zelensky. Um, and he is kind of now opening up and saying, you know, we know that you are on Russia's side, but we need the money and we'll take the money from whoever. So come come over if you want to build
0: stuff. But, but everyone is talking about how likely it is that Russia will win this whole thing. So what is Zelensky's end game here? To cash out and bail? And uh, um, leave Ukraine that, to fall? The, sorry. Yeah, I think if that were the case,
1: he would have bailed already, uh, to be honest. I, I was pretty surprised he stayed at all, given his, you know, before mm-hmm. he was a politician, he was an actor. He was not, did right. not have, you know, military experience. Um, but I think his end game is to um, prevent Russia from annexing as much of Ukraine as possible. Um, I think at this point, it's just a victory would be keeping them out of Kiev, keeping them out of uh, Western Ukraine, and then sort of trying to rebuild from there. Because Russia's already more or less colonized Eastern Ukraine since 2014. They annexed Crimea. They've been in the Donbass region forever. So that's almost like, you know, it would be icing on the cake if you could take that back. But I don't think that's a realistic prospect right now. And would,
0: so, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, what would be the benefit of China icing out Russia by helping Zelensky.
1: Well, the thing is, China can China can invest in Ukrainian infrastructure with these predatory loans and then seize Ukrainian property if they don't pay it back. And then they generate a profit. And what does that profit go to? It goes to Russian oil, Russian fertilizer and Russian coal. So at the end of the day Russia kind of wins and Ukraine kind of wins because it will have some new infrastructure um but it's sort of you know best case scenario for Russia if um China just starts doing business in Ukraine generating money and then buying Russian uh exports.
0: You know this is this has happened to many leaders and countries uh already what what do we know about the fate of the countries that have already um, have taken China up on these offers for these for these loans? I mean, it seems like it never ends well for the people.
1: No, it absolutely doesn't. I mean, I can just name the countries that have done this and, and you'll see uh, how bad it is. I mean, Sri Lanka is probably the top victim of this um, The uh, Sri Lankan government took out huge loans uh, from China, and they lost control of a southern port that China built. And so China's making all the money from that port. Uh, Sri Lanka has no money. They have no foreign currency to buy anything. So nobody in the country, there's no way of importing food, gasoline, uh, natural gas that people use for cooking, medicine. um, And we've seen the disaster in in Sri Lanka now. Um, Another good example is Kenya. Um, In Kenya, we've seen kind of the worst face of Belt and Road in that um, there have been instances of extreme racism by Chinese workers. There have been, um, so at the work sites where they're building these railroads in Kenya, there's an apartheid system where the the African workers, the people who actually live there, cannot eat lunch at the same table as the Chinese workers. And they're not given instructions in English. They're given instructions in um, Chinese text. So they don't even know what they're building. Um, wow. And Kenya actually is having a presidential election or just had one, and they're still tallying the vote. And the current frontrunner was an anti-China candidate. He, What he did was he campaigned on a promise to kick the Chinese out, basically, and especially kick out Chinese illegal uh, migrants, which had come to work on Belt and Road Project.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that firsthand happening over in the Bahamas. I went to visit one year and then went back five years later and uh, this, you know, this uh, I forgot what they call it. The Bell Lamar Bar. forget the name of the hotel. But it was the answer to the uh, Atlantis Hotel Resort. And uh, they did the same thing. You know, they they borrowed money from the Chinese government. And then they say, oh, no, we'll loan you the money. But we're going to build it with our materials and our workers. And it didn't supply jobs for the people of the Bahamas at all. And And this is what happens. You sell your soul. To China, and then you owe them and and that's always going to be bad news and and I'm looking at what's happening with Zelensky. He went from zero to hero overnight, you know with this whole invasion you know he's on the cover of vogue uh u two uh what's his what's his name um Bono is doing concerts in the subway uh his he and his wife are on the cover of magazines and being interviewed by everybody, and there's like a war going on it's it' some of, something is not adding up to me. I'm wondering if there are people in the know or people in the national community that can see right through what Zelensky is is up to, and what is his yeah. end game? I really don't know what his end game is. I I still haven't figured it out.
1: I mean, at this point, I think he's trying to like conserve as much Ukrainian sovereignty as possible. And the thing that explains his behavior to me the most is that he has entirely lost all faith in the Biden administration and the U S government. Yes, he gets billions of dollars worth of weapons and stuff in general, but he really wasn't talking about, for example, the Chinese belt and road initiative until Biden lifted sanctions on Russia last year. Um, the, the thing that prompted this current war in Ukraine was Biden lifting Trump era sanctions on the Nord stream two pipeline project, which that project is now dead. But, uh, Russia generated a lot of money from building that pipeline, um, which would have basically iced out Ukraine from the the European um, fuel market. And so before Biden lifted those sanctions, Zelensky actually had sanctioned China um, because China was trying to buy out um, a big Ukrainian defense contractor. And he said, absolutely not. We cannot have China owning the, the company that makes our jet engines. Um, and he sanctioned China. I mean, how many countries the size of Ukraine are unilaterally imposing uh, sanctions on a country the size of China, right? So mm. he, he had pretty good street cred until there. Biden lifts the sanctions, and it was almost like a month later that Zelensky starts talking about, I love China and mm. I love the Belt and Road, and that's who I'm going with because he wow. just lost faith. And And the other thing Biden did was, Zelensky last year, like begged to the White House for an in-person meeting with him before meeting with Putin. Um, and he explicitly said, you know, talk to me first. I need to talk to you in person. And what does Biden do? Completely ignore that and go and meet uh, with Putin in Europe. And then the Kremlin comes out and says, you know, Biden and Putin are great friends. They made a bunch of jokes. They're So that's that's what prompted Zelensky to totally abandon faith in the United States. Mm. And and then you get this erratic behavior of, you know, he'll take all the money he can get from us, but he doesn't trust us, you know, any further than he can throw
0: us. Mm. Very interesting stuff and and a great uh, uh, perspective on it. Thank you so much. We'll continue to follow you as you follow this story on Breitbart.com. Francis Martel, thank you so much.
1: Thank you.